It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, June 21st. I'm your host, Donald Ware, and thank you for listening to the podcasts that we've had this week. Of course, on yesterday, we had a chance to take a look at Texas College and talk with their head football coach, Charles Moss. Of course, we began this on Tuesday with Edward Waters. We're going throughout the course of the season previewing all 50. As a matter of fact, there's more than 50. There's 52 HBCU football playing institutions when you count Virginia University of Lynchburg and Allen, who has brought football back. But on today, we're going to take you to uh, West Virginia and to the head football coach at West Virginia State. He is, of course, John Pennington in his second season as the head football coach of the Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets finished 6-5 and five last year, had a really good season, and, of course, in conference play, finished 5-5 five and five in the Mountain East as we welcome Coach Pennington to the program. Coach Pennington, welcome back to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, excited to talk some Yellow Jacket football here. and uh, Loved doing the podcast last year and looking forward to uh, – doing again this year and, and talking uh, about our, our upcoming season. Wow, what a season. Like, we followed you all year, and I know some of the voters at point in our poll wanted to kind of give you um, some votes because, I mean, you guys, especially for a first season, and you're in a very tough conference in the Mountain East. I mean, anytime you're in the same conference with a team by the name of Shepard, who has been so good for so long, you know you're in a tough conference. Talk about last year in that 6-5 and five win, especially that last win of the season that put you over the top in terms of having a winning season. Well, you know, you know having that, that first winning season was a big step uh, for our program, but, but certainly knowing our program is uh, satisfied or excited about going six and five, you know, being, uh, being average is, is kind of like a, a, a bad word in our building. And, you know, we want to be great. We want to do something that's never been done at West Virginia state. We want to win championships and, and that's what we have our sights set on. And, uh, it, it was definitely a, a big win that last game of the year to kind of put us over that hump and to get the, the so-called monkey off our back, but we're, we're bound and determined to win championships. And, uh, our, our players are working hard. Our coaches are working hard and, uh, we're doing everything and anything we can to try and take that next step. And uh, for us, it's all about building a tough, connected football team. So uh, got a lot of and uh, learned a lot from last season. You know, uh, not only uh, did our team learn a lot, but I learned a lot as a coach, uh, you know, being my first year as a head coach. There were just some little things along the way that I picked up that I, I think I, I could feel a little bit more comfortable with this year and, uh, and running the program. But we, we have such a great relationship with our players that, uh, you know, we're, we're all we all have a role on the team myself included so we're all we're all in this together and everyone's just trying to dominate their role and and uh be the best uh at, at every at your particular role that you can be and that includes me and our coaching staff and i think if everybody does that then we'll be able to achieve everything we want to achieve but uh taking the first step to get that that winning season was big and we're trying to build off that and uh you know with, with a little bit of confidence coming into this season and uh, our guys learning how to win that was the the biggest thing that we had to change at West Virginia State, it was a culture that, that hadn't won in years, you know, almost a decade. So uh, we had to teach them how to win, you know, every day, every in everything that we did. We were trying to win and find little wins and build on those. And we were able to do that throughout the season and put it all together uh, last game of the year. And our guys, uh, I think they understand, you know, w- w- the kind of work ethic it takes. And now we've got to put it all together this season. 
Absolutely. You know, I got to be honest with you, because going back to 2016, I knew that this probably was going to be a solid season. But that opening game against the University of Charleston, I mean, this is a, a, a team or a program that's, you know, been in the playoffs more recently. You get that victory 51 to 28. You then proceed to lose three straight. But then you went in a four game winning streak and it began with your rival um, defeating Glenville State. Kind of, kind of. What, what led to sort of that rebound uh, from losing those three games in a row to winning the next four? Well, you know, anytime you, you know you lose a couple football games, uh, you, you got you got a couple directions you can go. You know, you you can you can put your your tail between your legs and 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 you know uh, go go in the go in the opposite direction, or you know you can accept the challenge. You can try and learn what you need to learn from those bad experiences so that you can win the next time around. That's something that, that we emphasize every single day, that whether we win or lose or we have a good day or a bad day, we have to have a growth mindset. How, how can we use this to move forward? If, if, if we faced a tough loss, I know last year we, we lost on uh, – we had a chance to have a winning season in our, senior, uh, our seniors' final home game. It was a game we should have won. We had the lead, I think, by three touchdowns in the fourth quarter and lost. And, uh, you know, what we told our team the next day was good. Good. We're glad that happened. We learned our lesson. We learned that you have to prepare and you have to be, you know, locked in for every single play of every single game and you got to prepare the right way or, or you're, you're not going to win. And uh, that was something that we learned from a tough loss. And, you know, we can learn from wins too, but usually losses, the ones that sting, they, they help you learn the most. So sometimes you go on a losing streak, it, it's, it's a good thing for your program. And I think, uh, in my mind, everything that happens happens for a reason, and it's all to set us up to win a championship in the future. So uh, if we do lose a couple games in a row, you know, it's just on us to figure out why that's happening and try and find a solution. And, um, you know, one of the things I've learned from great coaches like Lonnie Cater and Shepard and Tony DeMeo, former coach at UC, and Carl Lee and, and, some, and uh, uh, Ori Banks at West Virginia State is, you know, you, you have to expect to win. You have to expect that your team's going to win and find a way to bounce back and um, no matter what. And so that's what we try to do at West Virginia State is build that culture uh, of a growth mindset and, and expecting to win because they hadn't won before. So uh, now, you know, with the winning season and having overcome some, some difficult losing streaks, I think our team realizes what it takes to win and the kind of mentality you have to have to do it. And so we're, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to constantly teach that lesson. What did you learn about that's a good point. What did you learn about yourself last year as a first year head coach at West Virginia State? Well, I learned that I have a lot to learn. <laughs> that was probably uh, the, the thing that I learned the most was uh, you know, it, it's there's just gonna be some circumstances and things that happen, you know, that, that you can't really prepare for. You know, uh, obviously as a head coach you have to do more than just, you know, call plays. You have to uh, deal with uh, players and their problems and helping them with, you know, academics and off-the-field issues and girlfriends that are pregnant and things that things that happen uh, to, to young men when you have 100 of them on your football team. There's going to be uh, a lot of difficulties, a lot of, uh, you know, deaths in the family and uh, things like that that you have to deal with. And, um, you know, sometimes your your buses come late or, you know, the but anything can go wrong. And there's just – I just learned that I just have to – um, you know, I have to expect things to happen, and and when they come across my desk, I got to try and find a solution. And uh, when 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 things don't happen, then it's a good day, and I can just focus. Just just 
know that, that there's going to be fires I have to put out throughout the day, that, that there's going to be something that goes wrong, and everyone's going to look to me for the answers. So uh, it's going to be my job to make sure that I handle it, um, you know, like a champion and, and like I want our guys to handle things. And if I can do that and role model the way, then, then we're going to be successful. But there's going to be things that happen this season that, you know, that there's no way for me to prepare for. But I'm always prepared to be able to handle any situation, and uh, I think that's what that first year taught me. John Pennington in his second season as the head football coach at West Virginia State joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Speaking of preparation, unfortunately for you, Coach Pennington, you have to be prepared or are prepared or getting prepared for the fact that Matt uh, Kinnick will not be with you this year. Your quarterback, Quentin Gray, also wide receiver. Both of these guys had tremendous seasons last year. As a matter of fact, Kinnon threw for almost 3,000 yards, completing 67% of his passes, 28 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. And then you're talking about Quentin Gray, 89 receptions on the season, 982 yards, 15 touchdowns. I, I, I know you can't replace this duo, but – you know, talk about not ha- well, not having these guys for this upcoming season, and who are some of those guys? Maybe the quarterback and some other wide receivers that you expect to step up in 2018. Well, I, I, one of the things that's going to help that more than anything is we have Austin Hensley coming back, who's an incredible football player. Uh, you know, he's he's uh, one of the best, if not the best, quarterback in the conference, and you know, he, he backed up Matt Kinnick, um, you know, for two years, but he played quite a bit. He's got uh, he's got a couple records in our record book already, uh, most passing yards in a game and passing efficiency in the season. So uh, he, he knows exactly what he's doing, and he makes our receivers better. He, he's a better thrower than Matt Kinnick was. Um, so he's going to be able to sit in that pocket and, and make some throws that, that, uh, that Matt couldn't make. So I think, um, you know, Matt obviously was a great player, but our receivers are excited for Austin because uh, he can he can really throw that ball to anywhere, any, anybody on the field. So – I think you'll see some of the other receivers' numbers come up. Um, you know, so you can't really replace a guy like Quentin Gray. Um, but we have a lot of guys that are poised to kind of, uh, you know, make up for that uh, loss of production. And, you know, Tyrell Henderson is, is one of the best receivers in the conference. Uh, has, has had uh, a couple injuries throughout the years. But if he's healthy, there's nobody better. Uh, A.J. Barrett uh, has had a couple productive having Austin uh, to throw to him is going to benefit him greatly. And then Zach Tate. Another returning starter who will move into the slot uh, for Quentin Gray and is, uh, had, a, had a good year last year, had some injuries, but uh, he was Austin Hensley's high school teammate. So those guys have a connection, um, kind of like Matt Kinnick and Quentin Gray did, that I think you'll, uh, you'll see a lot of production out of this season. But uh, I think Austin is, uh, is going to really replace a lot of that by being able to throw the ball to the outside receivers a little more. And uh, we're excited to see what Austin can do. I know. He's excited. He, he had his had his chance to sit behind Matt last year. Did a great job learning from Matt and how to be, you know, a consistent leader the way Matt was. And uh, Austin's been running the show since the spring, and uh, we're, we're, we couldn't be more excited to see him this fall. Khalil Wilkins, a redshirt freshman for you last year. You're running back. I know he can't remember it was first or second team, but I knew he was an all mech performer. 819 yards rushing, 6.1 yards per carry, five touchdowns. He comes back. I'm, I'm sure he'll continue to be an integral part of your offense. Yeah, Khalil had a great, you know, great year last year. He, he missed a couple games, but uh, had some ankle surgery in the off season, and uh, he looks better than ever. You know, he, he's a, a good young man. He's got a great, uh, a, a great love for West Virginia State and the game of football, and 
Um, you know, he's really maturing. He's starting to kind of figure it out, uh, you know, in the classroom a little bit this summer and then trying to get, uh, get, get the leadership kind of moving forward. And he loves West Virginia State. He has pride in the school. And, you know, that, that's something that's irreplaceable. So he, he's ready to have a big year coming back. And then we also have uh, Dylan Lucas. Um, was a true freshman last year, played mostly wide receiver, but uh, started the last game of the year running back, had over 100 yards, and uh, his first carry, first catch, and first kick return all went for touchdowns. So we're, we're really excited about Dylan. He's, uh, he's, he's a great all-around player, catching out of the backfield. Uh, you know, he knows exactly what to do on every assignment, just very well coached. He's a 4.0 student. So him and Khalil are going to make a great one-two punch. And then we have a lot of good – young freshman running backs coming in to uh you know to add to that you know that those two guys but those two guys are definitely going to be uh the experience too that'll that'll know what they're doing in the fall and uh they're they're they make it very difficult for teams because you know if you you know if you try and stop austin hensley in our passing game then you're then then khalil wilkins is going to tear you up and you have to keep an extra guy in the box for khalil uh because he's so tough to stop and so and dylan will be the same way so you you know, they're going to have to pick their, you know, their poison. And, and that's what we have to do as a coaching staff. What are they trying to stop? You know, they're trying to stop the run, and we have to be able to throw the football. And uh, with Austin, that, that's never been a problem. And if, if they're trying to stop the pass, then all we got to do is hand the ball to Khalil or Dylan and, and let them do what, uh, you know, what they do best. And we have, uh, you know, I think we have three all-conference offensive linemen coming back, another returning uh, guy with uh, that started every game last year. So we got – four really good linemen and we got a couple a uh, couple young guys ready to step up and, and be a part of be that fifth guy in the o-line so uh we, we couldn't be more excited about our offense and i think our defense uh after the spring they, they kind of dominated us and we, we got some new guys in on our defense and that's going to help things a lot too we're going to have better field position uh you know we're not going to have to score 30 to 40 points to win anymore and we just need to be efficient and not turn the ball over and and figure out you know whatever teams are trying to stop then we got to do uh, you know, we got to be able to throw the ball or run the ball, depending on what they're trying to do. Yeah, no, it's a good point. Leads me to my next question. I wanted to talk about the defense because, if I mean, to your point, I mean, if I look at the numbers given up in excess, 34 points per game, 426 yards per game, who are some of those guys you're expecting to come in? You mentioned some guys coming in, and I believe uh, Darius Good comes back for you. He led your team in tackles last year with 86. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we got a uh, we have we got four new linebackers in the spring. Uh, Dustin Krauser is a local uh, guy here from Charleston that transferred from uh, UNC Charlotte and West Virginia University. So an older guy with some some Division One experience. Uh, he's going to be a Mike linebacker for us. We also uh, got a guy that, that played at State, uh, had some academic problems, and came back uh, to us this year. Uh, Joe Stoneman uh, had an excellent spring made the Dean's list, uh, so he's kind of got that part figured out. And then uh, brought in a, a, a junior college um, linebacker, Adam Surrey, uh, who's a, another older, more physical guy. So we really added a lot of physicality to the box. We have a guy that played the last uh, four games of the season last year, Noah Hoxie, uh, was a transfer from Marshall, uh, had to get an NCAA appeal to get him eligible for the season. But he's eligible, and, and that, that young man can play the game of football. Uh, he, he is – he only played a couple games last year, but had an impact, and um, he, he had to sit out a little bit of the spring because of an injury. But he'll he'll be ready to rock and roll this fall. And so Noah will be a, a big time player in that linebacking core. And that was that was really our main problem. I mean, we, we just we had a lot of 
very difficult time stopping the run. And, uh, you know, we have, we have a great coaching staff that, that was able to kind of figure out ways to slow it down. But when, when you don't have the size or the talent in, the, you know, at the linebacking core, it just makes it really difficult. So uh, we brought those new guys in to kind of secure the, the physicality in the box. Uh, we got Kendall Robinson coming back at nose guard. He's, he's going to be a, an all-conference player down the road. We have uh, a couple other young guys um, that got some experience last year on the D-line for us uh, that are going to have big years, Jake Harms, um, you know, guys that we assume will be, you know, all-conference caliber players here uh, in the years to come. So we're, we couldn't be more excited about that. And our passing defense was pretty good last year, um, you know, in stopping the pass. We, we get Kyle Alexander back at corner, Henry Forson at free safety, and we have – we have a handful of safeties, Cave Conte, Robert Branch, uh, just Tavon Littleton. We got probably three to five safeties that can play anywhere, any free safety, uh, strong safety. They can play any of those positions. That's, that's one of our best positions there. Uh, and, and Coach Shell, our D coordinator, is the uh, safeties coach and handles the DBs. So DBs did a great job last year. We just had to secure the box, and we're a year older up front on the D-line. And then we have the, you know, the linebackers that were – new and in here in the spring and like I said man they our offense has been pretty potent since I've been here and we we had a lot of trouble moving the football in the spring uh fortunately for the offense we, we you know as the spring went on we started having a lot more success but uh that defense was tough I mean you know last year if if, if you made if you blocked the play perfectly it would score against our defense now if you block it perfectly it's going to be an eight-yard game you know and if if you don't block it perfectly, it's going to be a three-yard game. Last year, you could make a mistake, and they could, you know, you could still get eight to ten yards on it. So that's how I know they're they're much better. Is you have to execute so well against our defense now that uh, uh, it makes them very difficult, you know, to play against. And uh, you know, when you have that, and, and our offense, uh, the, you know, the success we've had offensively, it it uh, tells me that we're going to be able to to stop teams and put points on the board. So for me, it's about developing that that connected mentally tough football team and so that's what we've been trying to do and investing in uh you know our offense and defense coming together working together um you know and being mentally tough you know being ready for those situations when you know when the other team starts scoring a couple touchdowns and we get up big or down big and and being able to handle those situations and and, and be able to to come together as a team so that that's what uh, what gets me excited as a head coach trying to pull the team together uh and that's what makes this game so great the Yellow Jackets kick things off on August 30th. They're on the road taking on the University of Charleston in his second season as the head coach at West Virginia State is John Pennington. He joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Coach Pennington, we appreciate the time. Good luck to you and the Yellow Jackets in 2018. Yeah, thanks for having me. I love what you're doing. It's great for us to get, uh, you know, publicity and, and do podcasts. And uh, we're just so excited about the support that we have at West Virginia State and and what you're doing with, with small college and HBCU, I mean, I, I just love it. And I you know, would love to come back anytime you want me on. So John Sims, the head football coach at West Virginia State, joining us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. And I mean, <laughs> you know, he was very thorough in terms of breaking down the Yellow Jackets. I re- Listen, I was following this team all season. And when they won that first game, again, as I mentioned, against Charleston, they lost the next four. I was like, oh, boy. But then – Again, they won four straight football games. And, I mean, they made some noise. They surprised some people in the Mountain East. Uh, to Coach's point, with respect to Kinnick, I mean, you know, he's saying 
that Austin Hensley is as good as Kinnick or better, really, in terms of some of the throws that he can make. And I do remember Kinnick did go down a couple of years ago and Hensley did play, so now he's back. So um, I think that bodes well. I mean, this is a tough Met conference. If you're unfamiliar with the Met conference, a lot of the teams that are in the Met are some of the old teams from the West Virginia Intercollegiate Athletic uh, Conference or WVIAC, the old WVIAC, um, you know, Shepard and Charleston and those teams. So I, I think that West Virginia State has an opportunity to be a contender. Got to wrap it up for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Thank you to John Pennington, the head football coach at West Virginia State, for joining us on the program. On tomorrow, we're going to take you to Langston, Oklahoma, and preview the Langston Lions, who had a really good season last year. Uh, finished, as a matter of fact, made the NAIA playoffs, hosted an NAIA playoff game. Unfortunately, they lost, but that was a 10-win team on last year. And so we're going to talk about those Langston Lions on tomorrow. While you're on the website, if you're listening to us on this website, continue to peruse the website, BoxToRow.com, and don't forget about our weekly program airs each weekend Perhaps on a radio station in your area, if you go to the um, Box to Row affiliates link, you can find out if there's a radio station in your area that carries the program. Or if you have satellite radio, Sirius XM, you can check us out Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM channel 141 and Saturdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM channel 142. Have a great day. Sometimes